Hey there! On today's episode, I'm going to cover six different service areas a bookkeeping firm can offer. But first, let's define the term bookkeeping. Bookkeeping is the process of recording, categorizing, and reconciling financial transactions of a business. It includes tasks like recording invoices, which is accounts payable, uh, receiving payments, which is accounts receivable, receipts, and bank statements. And why is what we do so important? Because it helps organizations and businesses keep track of their financial records, make informed decisions, and meet legal and tax obligations. So let's see what services you can offer in your bookkeeping business. Let's get learning. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Bookkeeping with a Purpose podcast. My name is Michelle Brown, and I'm an enrolled agent and church finance consultant, and I love all things Jesus, church finances, business, and books. In this podcast, we're going to discuss the ins and outs of church finances and minister taxes, along with how to serve the local church as either a staff member, volunteer, or through your own bookkeeping business, all while keeping Jesus at the center of everything you do. So grab your notebook and pen to take some notes because we're going to learn all kinds of stuff about church bookkeeping, payroll, compensation laws, tax compliance, and I'll probably throw in an occasional episode on faith and mindset work too. So if this sounds like fun to you, then come on, let's get ready to learn. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Bookkeeping with a Purpose podcast. As you know, I believe that note takers are history makers, and there is nearly always something that you can take notes on. So let's get started. But first, yeah, no, I like to do quotes. So we're going to start off. Today's quote is from Carrie Green in her book, She Means Business, which is a fantastic book, by the way. She says, start learning, start asking questions, start finding answers, start building, start growing, start becoming a better you. It doesn't matter if you don't have all the answers yet. What matters is that you start doing, even if it is just baby steps, even if you only improved 1% every day. Within a year, you would be 365% better. How totally cool is that? We don't have to see huge improvement every single day. We don't have to have it all figured out, but just 1% improvement every day at the end of the year, that's 365% better or three times better than you were at the beginning of the year. So hopefully that was an encouragement to you because I really like that quote. We're going to start by deciding on the services you're going to offer in your business. Whether you're in the planning stages of opening your business or you're transitioning your services, you need to decide what your offer actually is going to be. And the services offered by bookkeeping business should be based on the needs of their client. So that means you need to decide who do you want to serve? What industry or niche are you passionate about? And a niche is just a smaller segment within a segment. So you may say that I want to serve small business owners. Okay, well, there's tons of small businesses in the United States. What type of small business owners? You can say, okay, I want to do restaurants. Well, what? take that down even smaller. Okay, so you can say, I want to serve small business owners who own restaurants who are females. Okay, Female restaurant entrepreneurs is a niche. So some factors to consider include the size and the type of the business and the complexity of their financial transactions in the industry they operate in. So let's elaborate on that some. For example, 
A small business may only require basic bookkeeping services like recording invoices and expenses, while a larger business may need more complex services like payroll management, financial analysis, and budgeting. Similarly, a business in the healthcare industry may have unique accounting requirements that differ from those of a retail business. And as you know, I love churches. So my firm offers services that are most helpful to the church community which means that there are different reporting requirements that I have that I needed to learn. There are different um, taxes are different. Payroll is different. So there was a lot of special education and research that I had to do in to be able to serve the church community. So once you decide who you want to serve, you need to decide exactly what services you want to offer them. Think about, I know it's it's tough when you, if you, especially if you first are opening your business, you're like, oh my goodness, I'm just going to take whoever is willing to pay me to do their books. <laughs> and that's okay because I did the same thing. When I first started, I had a, um, a product manufacturing company. I had a mortgage company. I had a glass installer. I had a home repair company and I had two churches. Oh, and then I had a restaurant and two auto shops repair shops. So I covered the gamut. But as I'm going through that, I learned that I really, really, really love working with the churches and that the churches need help because there's not many people out there that understand all the unique nuances of church bookkeeping and payroll and taxation. Find out what you're passionate about. Don't always go for the money. There are a lot of teachers and trainers out there that say, you know, this is how you get a $10,000 a month client, or this is how you can make a million dollars a year in your first year. That is not what I'm about. I do this because I genuinely want to help my churches and I want to serve them. If, you're, if your goal is to get rich and become a millionaire as quickly as possible, churches are not your niche. I am just going to tell you that. But one of the wonderful things about serving the church is that the churches are a community and once the churches in your area find out that that is who you serve and that churches are using you you don't have to advertise they are people are just going to start contacting you because word gets out there okay so once you decide who it is and again you do not have to serve churches that does not have to be your baby it could be it could be an auto repair shop. It could be the construction. There's a big need um, also in the construction business because Schedule C owners of construction businesses get audited quite often. Um, you can do restaurants. You can do healthcare. You can do mortgage companies. You can do insurance companies. Um, I know a few people who serve dentists, lawyers, and daycare centers who do extremely well. And again, once those industries found out that those that individual and firm specialized in that, again, they don't have to advertise. They do very, very well. So you can do a all-in-one. Again, you'll take whoever comes in. And if that's your jam, then go for it, girl. But if you want to be known for something, if you want to differentiate yourself from your competitors and you want to attract clients in a specific niche, then you need to learn, pick one, and then study all that you can about that particular industry and get the word out, okay? 
So some common bookkeeping services are, number one, obviously, bookkeeping. Basically, uh, if you offer bookkeeping services, you're going to do bank reconciliations. You may, if you choose, you can handle accounts payables, accounts receivables. You definitely should be generating financial statements at the end of each month for your clients, such as balance sheets, uh, income statements, and cash flow statements. And then don't just print these reports out and give them to these people. Explain to them what it means. All right, every month when we give our, out our financial reports, we do a summary on the in a cover sheet and we explain line by line anything that is out of the ordinary. Um, we do uh, quarterly and prior year comparisons so they can see actually how they're doing. And we just don't give them your number because if you just give your organizations a report, chances are they're going to look at it and it's just going to go in a file somewhere because they have no idea what that means, right? You need to explain. Do more than just, don't just be a numbers gal or a numbers guy. Be a trusted advisor where if your clients have questions and they need to know what the numbers mean, you've got their back and you can explain it, okay? So the number one uh, service is bookkeeping. Number two is payroll management. If you don't like deadlines, don't go into payroll. <laughs> I'm just gonna say. And it's funny because I strongly dislike deadlines, but I love doing payroll and I have yet to figure that out. So payroll definitely is, um, don't just take on a payroll client just to say, oh, this can't be that hard. You can seriously get your clients in big trouble if you don't know what you're doing and you can get yourself in trouble because you are you can be held liable for that. I know lots and lots and lots of bookkeepers who won't even touch payroll. They outsource it at all. They'll either use like ADP or they'll use Gusto or they'll use Sure Payroll or Paychex. And that's fine and dandy if you have a regular, just a regular small business. But I have found that, well, actually just two weeks ago, I had a church contact me because they were using one of the companies I listed and they didn't know how to do housing allowance for ministers. And I'm like, seriously, people, number one, that's why I do what I do. And that's why I do offer payroll services for churches. But also, why on earth do you take a client that you do not know how to properly service? Yes, there's a difference between taking someone that you're, eh, I'm not sure if I know how to do this or not, but I'm willing to put in the research and the time to educate myself so that I can properly serve this client, or, oh, it can't be that hard. I need the money and I'll just take them on. Don't you dare do that, okay? Don't ever take somebody on just for the money because you're not here just for the money. Um, you're here to service your clients, to provide excellent, excellent service to them, and again, to be that trusted advisor. All right, so the third area that you can, a service that you can offer is tax preparation. Again, not everybody can do taxes. I know lots of bookkeeping firms that don't touch taxes. They outsource all of that. In my firm, I only do clerk minister taxes. I do have literally just a handful, it's five or less, of my original tax clients that I took on when I first opened, and they're just people that I just dearly love, and I will just serve them as long as I am doing taxes. But I have not taken on a new non-minister 
tax client in the last five years. I do have two nonprofits that I do tax returns for, the 990s, but again, that's because even among tax preparers, many will not do a nonprofit tax return. One of them is a church that I have, so obviously I'm gonna do theirs. Another one is a, a women's ministry on the West Coast, so I do theirs. So tax preparation, again, there is an abundance of educational resources for tax preparation out there, but there's not a lot on clergy taxes. So again, I had to search to find training on this, and that's why I do what I do, is I only do clergy taxes. So the number four service that you can offer is consulting or coaching. And there is a difference. I'm sure you've heard this term consultant, which I am a church finance consultant. What that means is that people come to me for advice and I tell them what they need to do. They ask a question, I give them an answer. They say, should I do this or should I do that? And I tell them what they should do based upon IRS tax regulations and tax code, okay? Coaching is more where you come along and you don't give people the answers, you help them to figure out their own answers. I am not a good coach, I do not believe. I am more of, the <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why I love being in business for myself because it drives me absolutely nuts when some, I see something that needs to be done and I can't do it because I have to ask somebody else or I have to wait for somebody's approval or I have to do this. To me, make a decision, get it done and move on. So I guess you can call me a bossy butt. That's fine. My husband would agree with you. <laughs> and so would my kids and my mother, but that's okay. I, I do okay with that. And there are some situations in some industries and some individuals that at some point they're like, I don't want to have to figure this out for myself. That's what I'm paying you for. Just tell me what I need to do. That's consulting. That's what I do. So if you like to help people and you want to help them to succeed in whatever they're doing, you want to give them professional, excellent advice versus just printing out reports and giving them numbers, you may consider offering consulting or coaching services. All right. Number five is training. Again, in the church industry, um, that's how I grew my business and that's how I have um, increased my reputation in the community is by offering local trainings to churches. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I have so much fun. The irony is, is that I get really nervous and I will almost get sick to my stomach before doing a training. And when I get up there, I talk 50 gazillion miles an hour, kind of like I do on the podcast. But I, I love it. I love to see the light bulb go on in people's faces. I love it because it's like they get it. And I'm like, yes. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, if you have that teacher in you, you like to help see the light bulb go on. You like to help teach people how to do things for themselves so that they can learn how to do something, then you may consider doing trainings. And then the sixth service that you can offer is representation work. Um, you got to get your EA license or your CPA license. I didn't do the CPA license because CPAs, um, basically the difference in the degrees was you could do audits and things like that. I didn't want to do audits. I knew before I even started that I wanted to handle churches. I wanted to serve churches. And there was a whole whopping one nonprofit class in the whole degree program, one. And it wasn't even on churches specific. 
So I did, I earned my enrolled agent license and now I have the same representation rights, full representation uh, before the IRS for audits, examinations. I can do everything and anything uh, before the IRS except for go to tax court. And I didn't want to take it that far. But those are six of the main services that you can offer. And you can either offer all of these, which actually my firm does, okay? Or you can specialize in certain areas. Like if all you want to do is bookkeeping, then just do bookkeeping. There are individuals, I know a lady who she does payroll restoration. She doesn't do bookkeeping. She doesn't do tax prep. She doesn't do uh, consulting or coaching. She just does payroll and she loves it. So find what your jam is. Find what you can kind of like what I call you get in the zone and you just get on a roll and time just flies by and you don't realize how long you're working because you're having so much fun. So also deciding on what services you wanna offer. It also depends on the size and the resources of your business. Uh, small businesses may choose to specialize in certain areas, while larger ones may offer a wider range of services. It's important to note that offering specialized services can help differentiate you, your business from competitors and attract clients in a specific niche. So again, even though I offer all six of these, all six of these are only offered to churches and ministers. You know, it's I'm definitely not a large firm yet, but I do offer all six of these, but they all totally fit together with what I do. So some other factors to consider include the experience and expertise of the bookkeepers, the technology and the tools used, and the pricing model. Uh, bookkeepers with specialized knowledge or certifications may be off, able to offer more specialized services. Last year, I went through a training and got my certified nonprofit accounting professional certification. Talk about being nervous. Oh my goodness, when I had to sit, uh, hit that submit button for that exam because you only had two chances to pass and if you didn't pass, you had to take the course all over again. And it was, a, I think, an eight-week course. So because I have that and because all of my experience and training is in churches and because of my enrolled agent license, I am not the cheapest firm around but I can guarantee you that I will be the most accurate firm around when it comes to church bookkeeping and church payroll, and I price accordingly. I would like to emphasize that selecting the right services for your bookkeeping service is really crucial for your success. You do not want to be absolutely miserable doing what you do, folks. Why do you leave a nine to five corporate job that you hated to start your own business just so you can be miserable doing that? If you don't like the work you're doing, figure out what it is that you do like and transition. No decision this side of attorney except eternity, sorry, except whether or not you're going to accept the free gift of salvation from Christ is forever. Every other decision in life can be changed, especially when it comes to your business. You just need to, as Carrie Green says, start somewhere. <laughs> what matters, even if you don't have all the answers, is just start doing. And then if you decide you need to change it, then girl, go change it. It is quite all right. And I think that's gonna be all for today. <laughs> um, I pray that the information provided helps you. Again, I never ever want to overwhelm you, but I want to give you things to think about, things to ponder, because going into business for yourself is a big deal. It is a big decision. And trust me, when I opened my business uh, bookkeeping and tax firm in 2017, 
I didn't have any courses. There was no podcast that I was listening to. There was no one that was walking alongside me saying, you know, you need to think about this and this and this. I just jumped in and said, hey, I've been doing bookkeeping since 1996. I'll take care of your books. I'm a good girl. Let's go. (laughs) Okay. So I'm hoping to help you have a little bit better of a start than that. So until next time, my friend, let's all strive to make an impact and not just an income. Take care and remember to always look your best, do your best, and be your best. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. If you learned something new or inspired in any way, please do me a huge Omongo favor and leave me a fantastic five-star review on Apple Podcast. It really does help more people to find the show and it just blesses me more than you know. And then if you could share this episode with someone who you think it would help, that would be awesome as well. So until next time, be blessed, my friend.